Hey, hey, welcome to This One Life. I'm your host, Carol Mix, and I'm so excited that you are here. If you haven't done so already, head on over and hit that follow button so that you never miss another episode. I'm so excited to be back here chatting with you, sharing this episode. It has been a journey, friend. We have had so much going on here at home at Mix Manor. My husband has had his fourth spinal fusion, and I'll tell you, leading up to it and going through the whole process was just another level. (laughs) It really was another level, but so much greatness has happened through and in through all of it. And I wanted to share a little bit of that with you today because you know what? I know that I'm not the only one that has these sorts of things happening in my own world. Everybody has these things going on, whether it is now, whether they have gone through it in the past, or whether it is something that they're facing moving forward. There's nothing worse than a scare with your health, anything that has you questioning mortality, or something that you don't know what the final outcomes are going to be, again, facing a surgery, these types of things. So scary, right? So we definitely had a lot of stress and tension here, the weeks leading up to it and the weeks after it. Now, it's not that we don't know what we're doing and we're not old hat at this because again, like I said, this is his fourth spinal fusion, his ninth surgery in 15 years of workplace injuries and just different and various types of situations happening within his body. But he ruptured a disc in his neck. He already has a double fusion up above it and doesn't the disc go beneath it. Once you lock in those discs, it's almost certain that it is going to go. We just didn't anticipate it was going to be three years from the last surgery that he had for the double fusion. So this time was really scary. It's the last disc that was going from the neck into the thoracic area and up in the top where his clavicle is. Uh, The surgery was to be done differently initially, but then after looking at MRI, they found no, they needed to go in through the front of his neck. So all of this, it had created just a lot of fear for us. So my top lesson that I wanted to share, I have three lessons that I wanted to share just from this situation because, again, is it a crisis or a catalyst? I'm always asking myself that question, especially around things like this. This is exactly where, like, this is the playground that I learned this in, right? So, of course, the catalysts are coming in for change, and for us, We had some old stuff come up for us, like things that I thought were healed that I would never even imagine thinking of again, I happened upon and here we are and we're dealing with it. And what I noticed around that is A, it is an opportunity to learn and grow at this new level, right? Learn and heal at this new level with the information that I have, that I've lived and that I have now. It's just, again, more layers of healing. So if there is some healing or really painful things that have come up in your life or your relationships, 
and they're here again and you're like, damn, I thought I was done with this. Why is this coming up in this way? It is quite simply an opportunity for you to heal in a deeper, better way with the understandings that you have now from all the living that you have had. Along with that, when a big fear comes up, little fears come along with them, along with those past fears. So how are you managing fear when it comes into your life? Previous podcasts, I had talked about being not fearless, but fearless, right? So what are you doing to deal with fear when it comes up in your life? For us, our pattern is to start cat scratching and arguing and nitpicking. We turn away. We can be just nasty, right? That's the old pattern. Recognizing that that is coming up for us and that is how we would have responded in the past, especially through surgeries. Man, like on the years where we were really on teetering on the edge of divorce, it was typically around these high stress times in our lives. Truth of the matter is we both didn't really have great coping skills for stress. So individually, if we were not strong, how are we handling the situation? And then as a couple, how are we facing the situation? And we typically can get through the really hard things, but it's everything that we're doing up until, you know, and all of that nastiness or lack of coping skills, lack of an example on how to deal with this really hard stuff, because nobody in our lives had dealt with what we were facing together Without knowing how to do that or even being aware of how to do that, man, we were just ripping each other apart. So a little of that kind of sparted up and the great news is doing the work, I was able to see like, hey, wait, this is our old pattern. This is fear. This is us just, it's out of control. We got to just pause, sit in it, and then step forward together and we're going to be okay. We don't have to make any major decisions about anything right now. What we need to do is be able to listen, listen compassionately to each other. And this is where active listening comes in. I'll talk about that in a minute. But really, it's compassionate communication. That is what the key is, right? And when you are focused on that in your life, and when you are aware of that and the impact of that, That is a coping skill when it comes to really stressful times and how you individually communicate when you're stressed, when you're scared, when you're worried for him, when he's wounded and all of those things. There's so much uncertainty that's in that space. So compassion toward yourself and compassion in your communication is key. And then lastly, boundaries. Man, the boundaries come up for us, for both of us. And we both had to work really hard at being aware of the boundaries, how we were pushing past them, if we were creating boundaries for our own selves and with each other. And again, in times of crisis or in times of that big fear comes up, boundaries can be forgotten when you are in fight or flight. And for sure, for both of us, we were in fight or flight. If we're not paying attention, if we're not minding our nervous system, then we absolutely 
are in fight or flight and we're not even aware of it. So again, in comes that awareness in order for us to do something differently this time to break the patterns. So the other part of it, I know I said three, that's four right now. (laughs) But the other part is just really being aware of our own patterns, looking back in the past and how we have gone through these past surgeries. And as we were sitting here and it was starting to get really high tension or cat scratchy, being aware of the patterns and saying, hold up, like this is all too familiar again. So think about this for yourself today. You know, again, if there are things that are coming in your life that are really big, they're big crises, or maybe it doesn't even need to be a big crisis, right? Thinking about the old things that are coming up if they are coming up for you and having some acceptance around that as opposed to fighting it because initially my first stance was let us fist fight this, please. (laughs) I did not want to deal with this. I'm like, I already dealt with this. Why is this here again? And it's almost like that wanting to run from it and not deal with it or avoid it. If you are feeling any of that in your life, that avoidance or resistance, especially around big and scary things, settling within yourself And letting yourself feel what is going on is one of the most important things that you can do. It's funny, while I was out walking one of the times, I could feel the fear in my body, literally feel it like in my chest. This, I need to run, I need to escape. Thank God I was moving my body, but just that I need to flee, fight or flight, right? That flight was activated. And initially it was like I was wanting to push it away like I don't want to deal with this I don't I don't want this kind of feelings and thoughts and I clicked over just kind of shifted over to it's okay to feel these things you are safe when you're feeling these things just just feel it just feel it just sit with it you're okay you're safe so this self-coaching this self-conversation with myself and you know as I was walking and moving my body and moving all of those chemicals through my body, as we, again, fear is just pushing all the buttons and your hormones are just blasting around in your body. Moving my body was helping my nervous system, but also just letting myself, giving myself permission to feel these things, to feel the fear. I did cry and release that some more, letting it up and out of my body cried just a little bit. I was out walking in public, so I wasn't going to be bawling my eyes out. I was happy about that. Not that there's anything wrong with crying your eyes out in public because, you know, it is what it is, right? Let it out where it needs to be and wherever you are. But I, for myself, was just working through all of that. So I was really proud of myself after the fact. By the time I got home, that intensity of I need to flee or escape wasn't there as much And I was able to think a little bit that panic like wasn't in there. So a quick recap for you again, if you may be in this time or if you are anticipating something coming up in your life or it comes up for you in the past, right? It's paying attention when these old things come up, seeing them as an opportunity to work on and heal through these old pains or issues that you had 
you now have new information. You've lived a little. Maybe you're a little bit older or you've had other experiences or you have worked to calm your nervous system. You have gone through therapy or coaching where you understand that there are little things that you can do in order to cope in a better way than you did way back when, when you didn't know how to handle a situation. When a big fear comes up, little fears come with them and along with those past fears. So maybe it's not this initial thing that you're afraid of all by itself, but other little fears come to join it, right? Just be aware of that and recognize like I'm dealing with this situation right here, not all these 28 things that seem to come as our minds start to stack and just think of all of these things and start to create these stories around the fear that is there. So really identifying which fear you're dealing with and slowing things down and dealing with these things little by little or just letting yourself be in that space, giving yourself some time and space and permission to let the feelings flow through, even when it feels really, really hard. If you're needing support on this and it feels too much to be alone, be sure that you're reaching out and asking or looking for that support. For myself at this time, I found a therapist at this time because that's what I need for additional support. I have a business coach, I have a coach or a friend that we work together with our life things. So I've put the support around me so that during this time where I know that I'm going to go through something and it's hard, I'm not expecting to just handle it myself. I used to think that way and it never worked out good for me. So think of that for yourself. You don't have to do this alone. It's hard when you have to look at a crisis. You know that it's coming. It's this anticipation anticipation towards the crisis is almost sometimes worse than what you're going through, especially if you have some lead time. We had a couple of months of knowing like the surgery's coming up. It's almost torture knowing it that way, I think sometimes, but also it allows you to plan if you don't get hijacked by all the feelings. The next one was compassionate communication with yourself and whoever is in your life. When things are amplified, sometimes it's hard to think about compassion, right? We're not thinking about that. Panic is setting in. The opposite of that is really where is the compassion? Where is the acceptance and the patience for yourself as you're talking to yourself, but also in your communication with others? That is one spot that I've been working really hard on because I don't want to be a tacky or clawing somebody, especially the people that I love, my husband, my family, as I'm dealing with this. I don't always do it perfectly. You're probably not going to always do it perfectly until you keep practicing. First step is that awareness. And lastly, boundaries. Boundaries are super important and they come in in so many different ways. Again, if you are in survival mode or you do have crisis or crisis mode going on around you, take a look at your boundaries. That is a really, really great place to start because that is where you can start to protect yourself. This is where you can start to grab a breath if you need it. That's where you can put the hand up and say, hold up. Let us not discuss this right at this moment. I need to catch my breath. I need to think about this a little bit. 
I'll know for myself whenever I'm in that crisis or survival mode, I'm just plowing through the boundaries. And again, like my awareness, I forget about it. It just falls to the side until this time I really saw like I'm pushing my own boundaries, even with going to bed on time or taking care of myself. I'm so used to being there for everybody else. So I had to create the time and the space for alone time, for me to connect with friends, for me to stay focused in my work and to really keep those boundaries strong because once you let one go, it seems like it's a free for all, right? You're just letting go of all the things. So this is where, you know, really you can take some of your power back if you are in these spaces. So a quick catch up with that is my husband is now, we are into the third week post-surgery. I feel like it's been 10 weeks since I've been here to talk with all of you, to share my thoughts and just connect with you here. But that has been time where we have had to connect and go through for whatever reason, this surgery was so much more painful um, than the other two above it. And we weren't expecting that and things have come up. So being available and present was key. Um, there's just so much going on with that, but he is on the mend and each day it is getting better and better. Some days are better, some days are worse, and he's learning to flow through and manage his pain as well as I'm learning to flow through being that support person for somebody who really truly is struggling. It's amazing too, last point. (laughs) This one just came into my head and it's so important that I share it with you. Uh, It was really kind of interesting for me to see all the things that my partner does, my husband does, and now that he can't do them and I have to do them, Man, is that like the shoes on the other foot situation? So, so much gratitude has come up because I'm the one who now has to do it or figure out how to do it and he can't. It is so hard for him to see that he can't jump in and help just even on the simple little things that normally he would just do. But it's interesting to see how much I take for granted that he just does all of these things. And now that I have to do the job, I'm like, man, this is a lot of work. You know, the things that he normally takes care of, and I just get to experience this wonderful thing without thinking about it. So it's nice to pause and think about and appreciate what it is that others do for us when we're going in the day to day of everyday life. We're not thinking about that. So pause today and think, look around in your life and see, is there something that you can appreciate from others that are around you that you're like, hmm, I haven't thought about what it takes to do that. Maybe you have to do the thing now, or maybe you don't have to go through all of that in order to just appreciate the people that are around you. And if you're the person that's doing all the things, you appreciate you today, okay? Sometimes we forget about that too. We're not thinking about, you know what? I am getting the thing done. I am doing a great job and I am working through all of these things and maybe I don't have somebody to do that for me anymore and you know what? Good on you for doing whatever it is that you need to do for you. So appreciate you today. All right, that's a wrap. 
for another episode in the books. Thanks so much for being here with me today. And I look forward to connecting with you again in the next episode. Remember, wherever you are today, let's make this one day meaningful. Let's make it magical. And above all else, make this one day matter. All right, let's go on out there. Let's get it. Let's make it happen. And I will see you in the next episode. Oh, and could you do your girl a favor and leave a rating and review on iTunes? That will help others just like you find this show. And also, I'm hanging out on socials. So you can find me on Facebook at Carol Mix. So head on over there and let me know that you're listening to the show. I'd love to connect and I'd love to hear from you. All right, I'll see you the next time, friend. Take care of yourself. 